0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers.
1: Happy New Year, listeners, and welcome to another episode of our State of Economy podcast with the theme of marketing. This time, we are going to dive into social media marketing with special focus on influencer marketing. At the end of 2023, digital ad spend was touching almost rupees 50,000 crore in India. This nearly half the total ad expenditure in India. And within that, social commanded a significant share. So what does 2024 hold for social media marketing, especially as the year started with Google reiterating its promise of phasing out third party cookies from Chrome, a move that will boost social media marketing further we have with us our regular guests our sutradhar shiv shiv kumar operating partner at advent international and vikas chavla co-founder of social beat and influencer.in let's hear from them hello and welcome to the show
0: yeah wonderful to be here chitra. thanks for having me yes uh, good morning uh, chitra and vikas fantastic to be here
1: okay so let's dive in without much ado shiv you put out an excellent uh, summary of some 110 reports. And uh, when I looked at it, I found that you pointed out that social is the channel that CMOs will invest most in by 2025. Your take on what's working for social media over all other channels?
0: Yeah, I think,
2: uh, thank you for the question, Chitra. Uh, One of the fundamental things which has shifted for marketing over time, if you go back to the old marketing models they were about creating awareness creating interest desire etc a bulk of marketing today is on the path to purchase and anything which can influence the path to purchase is what marketers are truly focused on and social media allows the path to purchase almost on an hourly basis on a daily basis and You can do that through a variety of mediums and you can do that to where the consumer is and the action that you want from him or her. Uh, The other advantage of social media marketing is that it's almost a, a daily exercise, including day parts. You can do a morning post, an afternoon post, an evening post, a night post, a party post and back again tomorrow morning. So that's what excites marketers. That's also what excites agencies because agencies constantly thrive on activity. So the old days of let's develop one campaign systematically for three four months let's put it out let's look at nine months results let's track it those days are gone so this constant excitement this constant need to pick what's topical and do something around it is what's forcing cmos to go much more social to be on the path to purchase and to drive that path to purchase and then you have associated words you know productivity in marketing uh, in a performance marketing, all kinds of words to justify that. So that's the reason why it's happening.
1: Okay, uh, Vikas, uh, your take too, and especially has the time con- uh, time that an average consumer uh, spends on social media has that increased? Um, your take on where the social space is going?
0: No, absolutely. I think I echo what Shiv said. I think there's a lot that's happening in the social uh, space, and and now with upwards of about uh, Upwards of half a billion users in India who are on social active on a, almost on a daily basis, and that that kind of access, that kind of reach, and the ability to personalize your message to the right audience and have different messages, I think that's really what excites brands and marketers to be able to do that. And I think the trackability and measurement and attribution has also become a lot more uh, you know easier to track. And, and it's 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 still there are some things yet to be solved for, but brands are able to track a lot of things. And measure what's happening to their brand. Measure what's happening to their content. Uh, partner with the right influencers and creators. So their entire space is evolving; it's changing. Uh, brands are finally creating a lot of short-form video content, which they were hesitating to create. I would say even twelve months ago or eighteen months ago, and I think that's really uh, what's what's making that change happen. Okay,
1: Shiv. In your trend report, you also have said that uh, social media. Is becoming more commoditized, and as a result, consumers are breaking out by channelizing their rebel spirit. What exactly do you mean by this?
2: Yeah. So, if you look at a social media, why do people get onto social media? At one level, they want to share what they have in their head, they believe that they are an expert in domain A or domain B or whatever it is. And the other reason is they want to follow other people, they want to be updated. A third reason is, going back to Maslow's hierarchy, which is psychological need. I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel liked. I want people to appreciate what I'm putting. I want people to say I'm a great guy, etc., cetera, et cetera. So you look at the number of posts which are uh, on social media right now, uh, Chitra, a lot of them are self-congratulatory. I am humbled and honored to receive a prize from Chitra as the best podcast for HBL. That's a you know post tomorrow morning. Or Vikas will post, I'm humbled to be on on the same channel as Chitra this morning. So a lot of them are self-congratulatory. When the psychological needs of self-congratulation are people not responding the way you want in a positive manner, when that does not happen, then people turn to being rebel. Then they attack others. Then whatever content others put out, they belittle it or they make a nasty comment on it or make a sarcastic comment on it. For example, even in some of the posts I do, which are absolutely neutral, nothing self-congratulatory, people will say, you know, but this happened in 1944. No, so what? You know, what you're trying to show is that you're trying to show that you're better in something or the other than somebody else who's on the net. And that's how this rebellion is starting. Okay? And this is what I, I feel. Um, oh,
1: okay, so you, say, what you mean is trolling the abusive posts. But
2: That's what I'm saying. That's... <laughs> I, why do you, i troll you i have a rebel nature in me you know that's why i troll you mm. otherwise i will not do that you know there is something which has instigated me to say that you know you're not recognizing me for who i am and hence i will rebel against the system okay so th- that's exactly what's uh, happening out there and i see more and more of it i also see uh, people doing it uh, for example uh, you know against companies against individuals For example, you can have an honest opinion. For example, Narayan Murthy said, work 70 hours a week. Every mother and father will tell you that, right? Nobody ever tells you not to work less than 70 hours. But look at the amount of commentary which he got from a lot of young people saying, you're an old man, you don't understand, etc., etc. That is rebelling in my book. Okay, you take it's a free society. He's free to say what he wants. You can respectfully disagree. That's fine to me. But the moment you start attacking him, you're showing a rebel nature in you. So that's what I find a lot of because I believe the psychological needs which they wanted to be satisfied are not being satisfied.
1: Okay. So brands will have to be aware of. Already brands are being trolled like anything, but marketers have to really tread the, tread the kind of fine line here, right?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Okay. So Vikas uh, actually trolling and all leads me on to Twitter. In 2023... Uh, uh, we saw Twitter uh, rebranded as X and then we saw Meta launching Threads as a kind of alternative, very opportunistically yet I don't think Threads really has gone anywhere um in India which channel will win in 2024 I mean we don't have TikTok here which globally is kind of uh still reigning so your take on the channels
0: yeah no actually I think uh, Twitter uh or X rather, has actually sustained itself in spite of all the challenges, right? And uh, there was a point where we didn't know where, where X would head, but I think it has managed to sustain and uh, its monthly active user base is actually sustained. So in that sense, it's it's going to be there, but it's still much smaller than most other channels out there. Uh, still very niche. I think the channel that will continue to grow in 2024 and beyond, uh, Instagram, and, uh, Instagram in India is still the number one channel in terms of user base, in terms of engagement, in terms of content uh, being uploaded, content being consumed. And I think that's probably going to continue this year as well. Uh, the kind of content creators, the kind of uh, videos and reels that, that actually we're seeing and the consumption of that is phenomenal, right? And we are seeing a lot of creators bringing humongous creativity into the kind of content that's being created. And that's fueling that uh, that to happen. I think YouTube is is still trying, but uh, still far behind. And in fact, if you look at Google Trends, which is a public tool to see some of this, if you put YouTube and Instagram as the two terms in Google Trends, you realize that uh, Instagram is 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 by far, you know, scaling up, and YouTube, in fact, is scaling down. Right. So in that sense, uh, Instagram is going to be the number one channel that uh, we continue seeing to kind of grow in this year.
1: Uh, But I also saw a report which said that Instagram saw the most dropouts. Do you think this year people are kind of dropping out because of all the abuse and trolling?
0: I would say it's still happening in pockets, not happening at at a scale where it will really impact the platform. Uh, Mm. There are folks that do a detox and say, I'm not going to be on Instagram. There are creators who say, hey, I'm going to stop creating content. But at the end of the day, a lot of these creators, this is their bread and butter, right? So where will you go? i think the other way to look at it is this trolling is going to happen in any channel irrespective of where you are it can happen in x it can happen in youtube it can happen in instagram it can happen even on tiktok to some extent globally right so in that ex- to that extent it's it's going to be everywhere it's how you manage it how you condition your uh, emotion to manage that and, and that's where we see it we do not seeing it really impact uh, the platform or impacting marketers who want to reach those users we don't see any significant shifts that uh, will happen this year
1: Okay. So um, uh, let's see, 2023 also saw some interesting new trends in influencer marketing. I mean, Jasmine Kaur with her looking like a wow was the surprise package. And then we also saw brands trying out virtual influencers created by AI. I think vote did that. So will virtual influencers get more traction in 2024? Because you can go first.
0: I think the virtual creators is, is a is a phenomenon that we couldn't understand initially when it launched. But I think yeah, that, there are brands testing it out, there are brands trying it out. Uh, but I think it fundamentally goes against authenticity, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, users today, consumers out there want authenticity, they want real stories, they want real interactions, even though it's digital. And I think to some extent, this goes against it. It's the It's the antithesis of authenticity in that sense. right? So uh, while it's happening in some pockets, again, I'm not sure whether it's going to really be the norm. I think the the biggest creators in India today are still creators who are uh, real uh, folks who are creating amazing content. Uh, At the end of the day, it comes down to the creativity, the authenticity, and and what the creator is able to bring to the table. Uh, and that's what's going to be uh, winning in this year and beyond. right? So in that sense, virtual creators are still going to be I would say niche play, uh, there are brands will test it out, especially in certain spaces like technology and electronics and FMCG, but it's probably not going to be as widespread as, uh, as, as real creators.
1: Okay. Shiv you posted that influencers have influence only, uh, over a certain demographic that's the younger audience, millennials. And... 15
2: to 34. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how do you, I mean, how can marketers create, I mean, have, uh, i mean how can marketeers do influencer marketing and
2: try to influence the older age group yeah so that's a great question so you know in order to understand this chitra go back to who are early influencers and why early influencers were not paid anything for example one of the biggest influencers set in india has always been the editors of newspaper so if the editor wrote something about the economy or said that this is a better idea, then the government would listen to him. Okay, so that was unpaid for. Next, because industries needed something, they formed association, industry bodies, and to influence the government. Again, that was not paid for. Okay, today's influence, and then we had celebrities of every kind in India—cricketers, film stars, etc.—who were paid for. Okay, and these were the type of influences that we had in the past. Today, we find very different breed of influences. For example, there is a chap called Ori. As uh, I think Tanuja or uh, somebody, Rani Mukherjee said, you can't be an influencer by hanging around with celebrities, but that's exactly what he is. Okay. So just because you're in the sphere of some celebrities, you're becoming an influencer yourself. And I think it's only catching up. So when you look at people on social media, there are people who generate content and want to be known for that content they generate. And then there are people who want to make a commerce out of it. And those are the guys who are now trending to be much more influencers or w- whatever you want to call them. Let me give you a personal example, uh, two, three examples. One, I put a lot of content of book summaries on my posts. You won't believe it. The number of people who reach out to me, either publishers or you know writers to say, hey, ship, can you summarize the book and put it out? And we are happy, in even if it, there's a concentration, we are happy to do that. And I tell them, no, I pick the books I like and I want to do it this way. I'm not doing this to be an influencer. I'm not doing this to be paid. If in the process of me putting out a book summary, other people buy the book, good luck to you. But I like the book and I'll put it. Let me give you a very different example where suddenly people have become influencers. Prime Minister Modi went to uh, Lakshwadip. Maldives senior representative said something suddenly you have all the Bollywood celebrities, okay, saying something negative or something against Maldives. Nobody's been paid for it. But suddenly there's a movement to say, hey, you know what, I don't think you need to go to Maldives because they're talking ill of us. All of them have become influencers without being paid. Okay, so that's the other one. The biggest danger in influencing is actually happening in the financial sector. And the SEBI is absolutely right. And the government will have to step in. Where a lot of people are saying, "Hey, you know what, Chitra? I can double your, you know, investment in six months' time. So g- give me a shot." So and we have a new name for them called FinFluencers. So mm-hmm. areas such as these, where people can be very gullible and lose a lot of money, is a danger in my book. Other things, which is an extension of celebrity advertising, which is at one level influencer, which is which is okay. What brands do as a result of this is, I I outsource my job to four influencers. I know influencers can say something about an event which a brand cannot. So in in a sense, I've outsourced my content strategy to them. That's what I've done. So this is what's happening in the influencer space. Everything is getting much more paid for. Everything is getting much more plastic. Everything is getting much more short term. That's what I'd say. Okay, Vikas, your
1: take on this. Um, any broad trends in influencer marketing? Will we see more regulation? There was already something that ASCII has put out and you have to say paid partnership and all that, right? So
0: Yes. No, I, I definitely here. Let me first actually tackle what Shiv said. You know, definitely there is a lot of uh, influencer marketing which is short-lived, influencer marketing which is uh, shallow, right? And that's probably what you're referring to here is that it, they don't really mean it because they they sometimes take different brands from the same category and say all of them are amazing right so there is definitely a lot of that which is happening which is negatively impacting that industry but i would say actually there is a lot of good work being done by amazing creators which also is creating positive impact because we track that today as well especially for some of the more digital first brands we're also able to track which of those creators are able to drive what kind of impact both on the brand level as well as at the customer acquisition level and i think uh, there are definitely good learnings that can help uh leverage that as long as you find the right creators with the authentic voice and use data to actually partner with the right ones, so th- i would i would definitely agree with you to what you said but there are definitely ways to tackle some of those challenges as well uh, so we work very closely with meta and google on their creator programs to make sure that all of them do follow those guidelines because it's very important that as an industry, we're able to bring a lot of discipline into the into these elements. And I think a lot of the larger creators have actually started calling it out, like you said, paid partnerships. Most of these good creators are actually trying to be more authentic. And that's really, a lot of it is going to be self-regulation, right, Chatra. There is a guideline, but it's not that uh, ultimately all of it is going to be captured. There a lot of nuances to these partnerships and a lot of self-regulation with the creators is what's going to make the ultimate difference uh, to happen.
1: Okay, so final question to both of you: Do you think like digital-first brands have an advantage when it comes to social media and influencer marketing, or are other big brands kind of close the gap and are also doing good work? You, know, you can go first, Shiv.
2: Yeah, so I would say digital-first brands have been born in the digital world, irrespective of whether you are a digital-first brand or a digital-last brand, like most FMCG companies are today. The point is you must be very clear about the objectives of the campaign that you're running, whether it's for a day or for a year or whatever it is. That I think is lacking in most companies today because they are so much in a hurry to do things. I think that's very, very important. And as a result of which, long-term brand building is suffering, okay? And that is true both for D2C as well as traditional companies. Uh, This short-termism and short attention span of the consumer the marketers are getting even more short term in terms of their attention. And that is what is actually challenging brand building in, uh, in both spheres.
1: Vikas, your take, any strategies that brands should follow? And do you think that the gap has closed and uh, the big brands are also doing good work?
0: No, I think uh, the big brands are definitely, they've moved the needle in the last three, four years, but there is still a lot of catch-up to be done in terms of the way they look at it and I think truly today, the digital first brands have uh, some advantage because they, like Shiv said, they're born in the digital age. They've done this from day one of their journey. But they're also now starting to go offline. They're doing a lot more retail. They're doing a lot more experiences which are in the real world. And uh, that means they need to learn a lot from uh, the traditional companies and uh, you know a lot of the industries out there which have done marketing for 40, 50 years. So I think the, the gap is definitely is is shortening but it, the the traditional brands have a long way to go in the way they look at the brand the, the way they invest their monies because even today a lot of the larger traditional brands they're investing less than 10 percent of their marketing into digital and when that number shifts is when that will start happening and that shift will happen when they see the impact coming in from the digital channels.
1: okay great uh, thank you so much um uh, vikas and shiv uh, and wish you a happy new
0: year again wish you too thank you so all much. the best Vikas. all the best Chitra. take care thank you so much Chitra wonderful being sure. here